there's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not compound the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Look a man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. And I'm not surprised. Live from the dual layers, it's Wednesday night. That guy right there is the one. This guy right here is the ass. Together, we are Black and White Sports, powered by First Financial Bank. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard, catch him for all of your banking needs and accessories. Call him 317-417-8582-317-8582. BW Sports One's rock star realtor himself, Mr. Sean Nugent. That's right, rock star realtor. Buying, selling a home. What, dude? Buying or selling a home? Check Sean out at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Damon, what is going on? I'm just trying to find a cool pose to be in where I'm not so weird on camera, but very interested in your promotional skills. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I don't think I'm, I think each one gets a little more creepier. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, like that one. It's like, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> Like, hey, little. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's up, bro? Nada. It's Wednesday night, man. It's Wednesday night live. We got a full schedule ahead of us tonight. Um, so if you'd like to start us off in showcasing the shows for the week, no. we'll do a little production stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Uh, those guys who do their own thing. <laughs> No, I wouldn't do that to them. That would be so, so un-one-tastic. That would be. <laughs> no, would so, be. hey, you know how you guys, you love us. Y'all want to see our faces. You know, we're all in you. We come at you three times a week. Taco Tuesday. Taco Wednesday Tuesday. Wednesday Night Live and the occasional couch talk slash pole position. It all hits you at 7.30. P.M. Eastern Standard Time here on your black and white sports one channel. And always, you can always find on Sundays, you can hit up our boys Checkers and Wreckers for all of your racing goodies. Mm. Uh, dirt, mm. oval, mm. road, mm. And there's some other ones. Balloon. Mm. I think they do air, uh, air balloon races too. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if they do that, but I no, think I they hope do. not. <laughs> um, and if you like the squared circle men running around in tights with long hair and no real somethings, wow. I don't know. Join uh Super kicking it with Steven on Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And last but not least, our newest of the new, the ass, hanging out with our main man from the, the hot sands of Las Vegas, Rafael Esparza. Check those guys out on Mondays at 7.30 as well. You bet your ass. Your ass. <laughs> and what about if Tuesdays? You do, 
And I said Tuesdays, but you gonna let me talk, or are you just gonna keep pointing your little nasty little finger? Just <laughs> been digging in your nasty little nose. And if you're into the fantasy world, check out our repost of the audio repost of the Dynasty Bros FF redraft uh, show that they do over on their channels. But we will give you audio for that on our SoundClouds and all those other cool things yes i'm so glad you made it through that i would <laughs> i like to change it up you know i mean i don't want to be so robotic you know monday tuesday uh, thursday it's robotic. And then, uh, it's robotic kind of it's robotic. the wow wow <laughs> that was almost like jazz hands there <laughs> I got a whole other word, but I don't know if we can say that. No. <laughs> Probably not, shouldn't. <laughs> so, Damon, let's kick off the night with a little back, bat in the back, bathroom scrolling, baby. That's right, folks. Bathroom scrolling. Brought to you by mybookie.ag. Check him out. Sign up. He's watching the bubble basketball right now, folks. If you're watching us live, you can see that he's watching the bubble basketball and watching the Miami Heat torch the Bucks again. <laughs> yeah, they're up 10. They're up nine. They're up nine. Uh seven minutes in the four in the fourth. Seven minutes in the second. There you go. Well, if you're ready to bet and put your money where your mouth is, Damon, and everybody else, join us at mybookie.ag. Use promo code BWSports1 to sign up for a one up to $1,000 deposit match and a $10 free bet. Bathroom scrolling. So let's uh, – we can start the night off. Travel! God darn! Oh, no, that's not what we're starting off with. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll start off with a little uh, respects to do uh, to the late great Coach Thompson. Uh, rest in peace, sir. Uh, you are a hell of an inspiration in the basketball world, not just the basketball world, in the world in general, especially to your players. Um, Widely known for Allen Iverson. Well, for you, well, widely known for Allen Iverson. For the yeah. rest of us, you know, it would be Patrick Ewing, Lonzo I mean, Alonzo Party, Morning, the King Bay Mutumbo. Uh, I mean, I mean, but I mean, just on a whole nother level. I mean, being a because when John Thompson was coaching in things with uh, back in Georgetown with um, with Patrick Ewing and those guys, I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? I was just getting into really playing basketball. And to see a figure like him on the sidelines coaching a team that – I mean, and I agree with Chris Webber. Forever, I thought Georgetown was a black school. Had no idea Georgetown was a law school, and they just happened to have basketball there. And he, I mean, he, he revolutionized. He was one of the key figures of building the Big East in the basketball world, as, as powerful as it was back in the late 80s and the early 90s, really uh, all of the 90s with the UConn teams and the Syracuse teams and his Georgetown teams. I mean, they were really, really good. But the things that he did, you know, actually kind of directly affected me, especially with the protests with um, with the Prop 48. You know, I, we don't want to get into all the details and things. If you were around then, you'd understand what it was. It was a very – it was another way – to systematically have racism within the athletic world and holding inner city kids, which were predominantly black kids, uh, the opportunity from achieving a college education if they didn't have the pockets to pay for it. So they was finding all different kinds of ways to uh, make it legal to keep these kids out. And he was one of the main individuals 
who fought against that. You know what I mean? That would have directly affected, you know, me being able to play college basketball myself. So, yeah, there was a lot of connection there. And just to see how he changed men, you know, so mm -hmm. that was that was really good. So it's, it's a great loss to the world, but it was a great start that the world had. I agree. I agree. What do you got next, Damon? What do you got next? Uh, we got next to uplifted a little bit, which is funny because I think we both mentioned this a while back because we neither one wanted to see how this was going to play out, especially when these preseason rankings came out. Well, apparently the Big Ten might be uh, folding under the pressure about uh, <coughs> returning to – False moves, football sports. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's only one real fall sport that pays these universities, um, and that is football. Uh, they are looking, I believe, the last I saw was October 10th on a restart or a uh, startup. I believe that sounds yeah, about right. Um, I think I heard Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Okay, I heard October 10th. Maybe that was so for if they, if they the other fall sports. Hey, if they got October 10th, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? That moves it up because it makes no sense. You know what I mean? Because are you uh, – What are they going to do? do? What are they going to do if they don't start until the last uh, weekend of November? They're going to play a, a, a one-week one tournament? Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I have I, – I think John's saying looks like it's October. But if uh, they do, I mean, that's fine. But are you going to have – the other conferences, you know, are they going to back up? So I'm, I'm always assuming that if the Big Ten jumps back in, the Pac-12 is jumping back in. You know, you always got a, a Mutt and Jeff, a Penn and Teller, a Roy and Siegfried, or is it Siegfried and Roy? That way. I don't know. You always got a, a Mutt and Jeff, you know what I'm saying? So are they going to have the Pac-12, the ACC? Are those guys going to wait a couple more weeks? You know, what I mean to fall in line with these two these two other conferences if they do jump back in. I don't understand. Um, like I said, if if they were going to stick to their guns, like they said, they should have just stuck to their guns. Um, it is what it is. If they want to play, they want to play. If not, yeah. Who is Roy and Siegfried? We don't know, Tom. We don't know. Nobody knows but Damon. <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know. I am fine. It's the ten big conference. It's actually like the the fourteen big conference now. I, um, I get what you I get what you what you going. No, I see what he's saying. I see what he's saying. I don't know if they play. They play. If they don't, they don't. It's going to happen one way or the other. I mean, I, I feel you, John. That they said they all voted to say no, and all of them voted to say no in the Big Ten. Nah, not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Perceived that right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I still think if, uh, but they only got one team over there in the Pac-12 that has any mention of anything that has to. Uh, do a national championship that will be Oregon. I don't see anybody else in there at this particular time that will be any significant name within the top 10 or the power or the or the playoff at the end of the year. So it still comes down to uh Big Ten and the SEC and the uh ACC. Yes, it does. Maybe has a JV tournament for the Big 12 and the Pac-12. We'll see. Next! They'll probably get beat by Appalachian State. You know that well, too. Don't yeah, well. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is your thing here, bro. Yes, it is. The 146th running of the Kentucky Derby. Finally! Okay. The Derby is returning to Churchill Downs. Oh man, I love that sound. Don't you? Don't you? Doesn't every better love the sound of horse hooves running on the dirt? Oh, you're, I can't. You're in class and get in trouble. 
Yes. No, I mean, I never got in trouble in class. I don't know what you're talking Liar. about. Liar. Liar. You went to a Catholic school. They smacked your hair with rulers. Now you know why I have bigger ears, because they were pulled on by nuns all the time. Get up. <laughs> all right, so. I am going to give you the asses 146 Kentucky Derby winner pick right here, right now on Wednesday Night Live. Look at this pretty horse right there. This horse's name is Enforcer. <laughs> Opening line is 30 to 1. I love the gray horse. We are going to get it done, folks. You bet your ass that the ass is betting on Enforcer this weekend. Well, I'm going to tell you this, buddy. Uh, I'm going to uh, bet on the black horse. <laughs> well, then it's a racist field because there is no black horse. There is dark, what do they call it? Dark uh, magenta? No. <laughs> what do they call it? Like dark mahogany? Uh, no. Pass me. All Where? the horses, yeah. there's only a couple horses. Being, uh, no. Uh, hold on. Give me a second. I'll look it up. Uh, there's only a couple horses in the whole field that are not, no, that are not uh, Kentucky bred and born. So we'll see. Okay. Brown, dark brown. <laughs> dark brown. <laughs> no, that's not the. That's not what they call it. Hold on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll I mean, do it. horses treat other horses differently if they have spots or not? Maybe. If they see him, they could. I don't know. Like, hey, horse, you got to stay at that head of the stable, bro. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking at you. Well, who do you got? Do you even know? Do you even I, have, know? I have zero clue. I have zero clue. 100% no idea. Bay. Betty they call the the. They have a bay horse, and they have a dark bay horse. There you go. No, it's not Shepard. Bay. Ha. Hey, right she looked it up before. I, she was looking it up as I was. I, See, I would guarantee you she didn't look it up. I, I, will bet, I will bet your ass she didn't look it up. He's betting my ass. Why don't you bet your ass? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yeah, I have I have zero thing. The only thing that I love about the Kentucky Derby, and I don't think we'll never ever see this again, is when the wife, you, the asterisk, we were down in Shelbyville at the tracks. <laughs> what are you doing? What? What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> no, it's like, are you listening to a voicemail? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, like I was saying, is when we were at Shelbyville at the tracks for the Kentucky Derby and that whole falling episode. Oh, man. Not once, but twice. <laughs> and no, it was none of us. <laughs> oh, we're the best times of my life. I would yes. never forget it. I would That's a story for another time because we actually told that story before. And we might have to bring it back up, but not right now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, I have no clue. I'm going for the winner. All right, there you go. He's picking Enforcer, folks. Next. <laughs> uh, next up, we got... Uh, I don't even want to talk about that anymore. We don't care. We already picked this winner. That's right. Uh, hot teams in the MLB right now. You know what I mean? You got the Dodgers, you got the Padres, and you got the Rays. Well, you have the Padres. Tighten it up. You have the Padres who's tightening up the uh, 
the NL West. Um, however, they can't beat in a, in a series. I'm talking. They can't beat the Dodgers, nor can they beat the Diamondbacks. So I'm going to take them out of the equation. I'm going to go to the uh, uh, who else? The Tampa Bay Rays, who have I think won seven out of the last ten. You know they're doing they're doing well. <laughs> but they just lost their first to the Yankees yesterday. Yeah. Like they hadn't lost in a minute to the Yankees. Right, supposed to be whatever, whatever. But as always, the injuries to these. Uh, half a billion dollar athletes. Uh, you know, sometimes it happens. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, what I'm going to say is the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the team to beat because they have, they went through the month of August only losing seven games. Now, granted, three, I think three of those games were to the Padres, but it was three different series. Like I said, they can't the Padres can't beat them in a series. Um, so I'm going to stick with the LA Dodgers or the team to beat. Damon? I got, I got a rolly chair and oh, I get to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> no, um it's gonna be like one of those sprinkler heads. I I I did like um, – I put the Padres in there because they've done some exciting things over the last couple of weeks. They have. With the uh, – what was it? Four Grand Slams and four consecutive games. Those things were kind of neato. Uh, they also was setting uh, – some, some, was doing some pretty good, you know, homebrew hitting besides the Grand Slams, and it kind of got them back into the National League West race with the Dodgers. But as you said – the Dodgers being a, a better all-around team, uh, defensively, offensively, um, they're going to be really hard to beat. And as you can see, no one in the NL can really consistently beat those guys. So, yes, the White Sox are killing it. You're just trying to find some way not to talk about them sorry-ass Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like the way the Dodgers are built. I think they are a really high team. I think uh, you can't overshadow what Tampa Bay is doing over in the American League. They do have the best record in the American League, and they're just walking away with the AL East. I mean, I think uh, the Yankees are, what, four and a half back, and you only got, like, what, 20 games left? So it's going, you're really going to get down to the stretch, and you're going to see um, which teams are really ready for this sprint because it hasn't really been a normal season. So that should be interesting how this thing falls out. And you kind of notice that the teams that are, are that are really contending for the pennants are the ones that their players have followed the protocols. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next. So apparently <laughs> we're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up we have, oh, this is some good stuff right here, bro. So the bubble ain't all protest and it ain't all basketball. There is some good male bonding going on. Teamwork, team bonding right here. And here goes another negative, funny negative stereotype of African-Americans that is being broken by a um, refugee who is warned if he leaves the United States or his own country in his canter. <laughs> and then you have somebody else <laughs> teaching Taco Falls, you know, the big 7-4, you know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 7-4 out of swell. <laughs> <laughs> We have footage. <laughs> oh, is that Jalen Brown? Yes, that is Jalen Brown. This is. <laughs> Can I mean, all he's got, he's got the doggy paddle going very well. Look at him! Look at him go! Look at him go! <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have so many jokes 
right now that I could not say on air. You know, I don't even know if I could say <laughs> at a picnic or a barbecues. I don't even know if I can say them right now because it's real sensitive, even though they know I'm a good guy. But there was a lot <laughs> Remember, I was born. I was born in the seventies, so my comedy was Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence. Um, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> oh man! Well, that's all we got on that. Next. <laughs> uh, well, we haven't named starting quarterbacks yet for the Bears. Or the Pats. Which team you think is just a normal ploy? And which team do you think this is of concern with just a week and a half left before the start of the NFL season? Season. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to say, nah, thank you. I'm going to say the Patriots know that Cam Newton is going to start and the Bears have zero clue who they're really wanting to start. I mean, you have Trubisky, you have Foles, you have somebody else I can't remember. By the end of the year, that guy may be the, the quarterback anyway. Uh, yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be more concerned definitely with, with the Bears than I would the Patriots. I am way more concerned with the Bears than I am the Patriots. One, because Bill Belichick um, has earned the right to uh, play his little games because they always seem to put themselves in a position to win at the end. Cheat. Uh, Cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh Kev Newton, as ridiculously dressed as he is, is a pretty damn good football player. Um the concern to him of them not naming him a starter. We already know he's gonna be the starter, but my more concern is how is that offense going to adapt? Uh Kev Newton's not the best precision passer uh that we've seen in the quarterback realm, and that offense up in New England has had a quarterback who has pinpointed on his accuracy for the last however many darn years that he's played with those cats and six mm -hmm. Super Bowls. So I'm anxious to see how that dynamic works with his brain and his talent. Uh, but with the Bears, bro, there's something going on there. If you haven't named your starter yet, for one, whatever game he was playing with bringing in Nick Foles to start a fire under Mr. Bisky or whatever it is, me personally, I thought you brought Nick in to be the starter because all of the familiarity with the coaching staff and the scheme and all that stuff was set up for him. But that locker room hasn't been won over to Nick Foles. That locker room is still, you know, leaning toward Mr. Bisky, and that ownership is still leaning like, hey, you know, we moved, you know, we moved a lot of money and a lot of draft picks to go get that guy. So he mm -hmm. too. You know, whatever. I think Mitch starts the season, but I don't think he finishes the season. I think he's best by week four. Nick Foles comes in. I think he's hurt by week 10, and Mitch is back, and the Bears are out the playoffs. <laughs> next. <laughs> uh, next. Hey, Mike's spending a lot of cheese around lately. Man. Man is is dropping buckets of cheese lately. So my question with this whole thing is, and it's it's I know it's been talked about before, but not necessarily with us, is how do you allow ownership of teams involvement in sports betting? Because <laughs> to me, I see that. <laughs> Because to me, that would kind of be a conflict of interest as far as possible point shaving and whatnot. Hey, bro, I am with you 100,000%. That's right? a you lot. I mean? That's a whole lot. That's no, a lot. One, I hear you to threw some money into the racing world, right? And he's trying to get to ownership of a team, of a car, 
Did I hear that? Possible. Possible. I don't know if that was true or not. I don't know how true it is, but there's a possibility that the, the rumor has been that Jordan has been in talks with a couple people to um, start up a race a race team or something like that, yes. Man. Or join so, a race team. Which is another real big gambling scene. Hmm. And then so this new deal, you've allocated money or shares of whatever into DraftKings, and now you're a special advisor. To what? You're an owner in a, you're an owner of a basketball franchise, and you're trying to become an owner of a race team. And now you're involved in sports gambling. Can you say the program? <laughs> was it the program or was it uh, Willie Beeman? Oh, Willie Beeman. <laughs> <laughs> when he shot, when my guy shot himself in the, in, the, in the head on the field. That had to be, that was any given Sunday, wasn't it? Man, that Willie Beeman and, yeah. uh, and uh, LL Cool J. Yes. He said, now he's denying wanting to buy part of Richard Petty Motorsports, but we shall see. Oh, any given Sunday. Yes. See, we love our fans because they help us get through the show. So, but yeah, um, I'm I'm trying to see what Mike is up to, man. What kind of what kind of power moves are you trying to make right now, bro? He's definitely trying to make some. Yeah. So keep an eye on the moves of Michael Jordan. <laughs> Uh, U.S. Open, tennis. No shit. You had to say we had the U.S. Open in golf last week. Listen, I'm going to flush the toilet. I'm just saying. uh, (laughs) Venus needs some pasties under her pasties. Wow. Billy Cole. Billy Cole. No, the key, the, the the whole big thing I mentioned the U.S. Open one is because you know we've had this great sensation, uh, this young fifteen who now sixteen year old uh, Coco Golf. Um, you know we she hit the scene real big in the majors, being as young as she is, moving as far as she has. But I guess the big news is I mean she lost in the first round. First time she's lost in the first round in a major event, you know, since she's since she's hit the scene. So is her is her star Capriati or is this just a part of the process? That would have to be, and I don't know at all anywhere close, but my opinion is that's a that's part of the process. It will light the fire or it will it'll either make or break her future um, in the sport. So take the take it you know, and run with it as far as light that fire like Mitch Trubisky was supposed to get or act like Mitch Trubisky and do nothing with it. I mean, why are we throwing shots at Mitch Trubisky today? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I throw shots at who I want, damn it. All right, so uh, next up, we got free agent Brock Lesnar. Where shall he go? Is it the new upstart, deep pocket holding AWE? Or will it be Bellator with an immediate title fight with the champion? Or will he stay with the lucrative pockets of the WWE? Well, let's turn. What? But as of last Saturday, WWE removed all Brock Lesnar merchandise from WWE store. Uh Uh-oh. Well, let's look at our buddy Rafael Esparza's um, odds here. Oh, Rafael's on it. He's on it. WWE is plus 125. 
The UFC is plus 250. The AEW is plus 350. Bellator is plus 500. NJPW, can't remember who that is, but they're plus Probably 600. Probably someplace in Japan. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. It is the, the yes, it is the Japan, Japanese League. Or the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, plus 800. I'm going to nix the Bare Knuckle thing out. I'm going to throw away Bellator. I'm going to throw away the Japanese League. And I'm going to say that he goes to the UFC to get an, uh, an immediate title shot against Stipe. He'll win somehow, and he'll, he'll somehow um, pass the drug test after the fight. And then John Jones will come in and finally see the Brock Lesnar John Jones mega fight. Man, you sound like Dana White trying to recreate the Floyd Mayweather, uh, Conor McGregor money. Uh, that's, what, that's what it sounds like. That's what. It sounds so like. you bet your ass, I'm putting. Money on plus two fifty in the United in the Ultimate Fighting Championship signs Brock Lesnar. I think that's a bad bet. I think I think Brock has used up all his Dana White favors. I mean, no one wants to see him in the ring, in the in at least not in uh, uh, UFC. People you know I mean? would pay. People would pay to watch Brock Lesnar and John Jones. I mean, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it, but man, you know, if I get I it free, I just, cool. I'm just not excited about him at, at anything and anything of anywhere. Just because I'm not excited me. doesn't mean I'm not going away. Huh? Does she go away? Like bye bye, like bye for this. He was never a good wrestler. Go home with Sable. Yeah, go home with this tired used. Excuse wow. me. Nice. <laughs> nice. Go home with your family. You know, be a coach somewhere. Go back to Minnesota. Be a wrestling yeah. coach. Some do something. Because he was really, if you look at it, he was never a good wrestler. Really? Did you look at WWE wrestling? Yeah. He was no. never a good wrestler. No. And then the UFC, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you I thought your shit was, was scripted. Me personally, I thought this shit was set up. Yeah, I never right. thought that it was like really, man, like you just like you that bad, like you could just come out the wrestling ring of this fake shit and come in with this real shit and you just beat these dudes down. Whatever. I bet he signs with the UFC. I bet he stays his punk ass where he at and be this McMahon's bitch all some more. Baby. All right, next. Rewind it. Message. Next. Message. <laughs> I don't really care, to be honest with you. <laughs> Shit. Either way, I don't care what he does. <laughs> but here is the most important ridiculous news you're going to know today, and it's going to go with you forever and a day. Forever. The word jabroni is now an official word. It has its dictionary status. And not in just the one dictionary, it's in the actual dictionary. Huh. Jabroni is a word. What's it mean? Fuck, I didn't look it. I didn't look it oh, up. Oh man, I was just a bitch ass. <laughs> See, remember, once you put the bitch in front of it, it's a whole new meaning. Right, there's a bitch ass somebody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it at that. All right. Well, we just flushed all of the bathroom scrolling for the night. I think it's time for a little station identification. So you got.
What's up, folks? It's your boy, the ass from Black and White Sports, and I am looking to buy or sell a home. I know who I'm going to call, and that's Sean Nugent, a.k.a. BW Sports One's rock star realtor. That's right, folks. Sean Nugent is the man you need to talk to if you're looking for your dream home or looking to just downsize or anything in between when it comes to your new house. Call Sean, 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Or email him, sean.nugent at talktotucker.com. You want to talk to Tucker? Talk to Sean Nugent. BW Sports One's rock star. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, the ass for black and white sports. And let me talk to you about a little banking. First financial bank in John Wayne Buzzard. That's right, folks. The official bank of BW Sports One for all of your banking needs, whether it be savings, checking, mortgage loans, small business loans, and everything else under the sun. First Financial Bank and John Wayne Buzzard is where we go. Call that man, 317-417-8582. That's 317-417-8582. Or email him at john.buzzard at bankatfirst.com. That's right. First Financial Bank, the official bank of BW Sports One. What's so funny is during the break, I'm watching Damon. And he's, he said something, and I don't know what he said, but all of a sudden I get a, ooh, look, and I'm like, nah, nobody can hear you. I hope not, at least, because I didn't hear you, and I don't know what the hell you said. So I'll have to ask you after the show what was said. But uh, I will. really, I'm sitting there watching him uh, turn his hat around, and he's turning in his rotational chair. Now he took the hat back off, and look at that shining thing. Blind and bright, baby. <laughs> It was getting hot up here. It's getting hot up there. That wasn't good. Wasn't All right. Good. So um hey, we got a we got a deal going on. We do. We do. Damon, why don't you tell them what that deal is? Uh did you uh did you pull the picture up? You didn't huh? put the picture up. Oh damn it. No. Oh darn it. No, um, well, we get ready to get into bro discussion, and bro discussion is brought to us by Ultrasound Installation and our friend Anthony Payton over Ultrasound Installations. The whole month of September is giving a 20% discount on any service if you call in to schedule a service for any service. Um, using a code word or a code phrase given to you given to us by him to give to you to say to him to get the 20 percent discount did any of that make sense to anybody <laughs> so you need to call <laughs> 317-445 9566 ultrasound installations for any car audio needs and accessories and give them this code for this week. Damon, what is the code? The code is plain as black and white. There you go, folks. Call Anthony 317. 317- Four four five. I had to wait for it. Three one seven four four five nine five six six. Tell them you want plain as black and white, so you get twenty percent off of your installation. And we'll be doing this the whole month of September. So every Wednesday, yes, the whole month. Wednesday every night. Wednesday night. So every Wednesday night live show. Uh, we will give you a code word or a code phrase to call our man Anthony Payton over at uh, Ultra Sales Installation, and uh, you get yourself a 20% discount. Plain as black and white. There you have it, folks. All right. So. And we will post it. No, I will not post it on Twitter. I will not post it on Twitter because you had to listen to the show 
you had to listen to this one. Yep. All right, Damon. No. Pacers. No. Disappointing. Uh, to say the least, on I'm disappointed. Achilles, right, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you. Go. I'm hurt. Achilles' heel equals Miami Heat for the Indiana Pacers. It started a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and it has not changed over the decade. In a half, almost. Freaking nice. The Miami Heat cannot lose a series to the Indiana Pacers in the playoffs. You're being nice. You're giving Miami. Just leave, man. Just leave, because it's obvious you don't want to be here. I, you know, everybody thought you were the homegrown kid from Indiana University. You know. Then you went off to Orlando, and then you, uh, you know, you got traded around a little bit, and he finally made it back, quote unquote, home to Indiana. Bye, Felicia. That's what I have to say to Victor Oladipo. Uh, one, I think you're being way too nice on the Pacer organization, and you're being give, giving Miami Heat way too much credit. Granted, Miami Heat is a quality organization. And it does seem to be that they do have the uh, Indiana Pacers number when it comes to the uh, postseason play. But I'm going to find fault uh, way worse than it falls to Victor Oladipo. This goes back to um, before... Before, before, before. This goes back to Austin Crozier. Uh, this goes back to Denny Granger. This goes back to Jonathan Bender. Uh, this goes back to uh, players of the sort. This goes back to uh, Paul George. You have quality talent that you refuse to pay, and you give money to players that do not deserve it. And do not ask for it. So you always putting yourself in a situation where it looks like these stars are bitter and, um, you know, just oh prima donna, just can't stay in the small town market or whatever, whatever, whatever. No, you have to pay these players. You know, if that's your stars, that's your franchise guy, then you have to pay them. If you don't pay them, they're going to leave. This is not a place that you can just attract free agents. They're not just going to say, hey, I want to come to Indiana and play basketball just because. You know, if you're going to get people here to come play, you need a guy here. But if you keep letting them go somewhere else and be the guy somewhere else and get paid somewhere else, we're going to stay in the first round issues. That's what I go with management. You don't spend the money in the right areas. So it well, looks it like. From the top. Yeah, it starts from the yeah. top and circles down. Yeah, so you got guys like Victor Oladipo and you got guys like uh, Paul George who who are like, I'm about winning. And obviously, you're not about winning. So why should I stay here and be involved in things that are not winning? So will the Pacers organization be bought and moved to another city? Pacers ain't leaving it Okay. I didn't know if you Pacers could see that in the Indiana. future. No. Pacers ain't leaving Indiana. It's just, that ain't happening. <laughs> Does Kevin Garnett oh, want to move the – Kevin Garnett wants to buy the Timberwolves and move them back to Seattle. <laughs> Now, good luck with that. Minnesota ain't giving them up. <laughs> and you ain't got that kind of money, Kevin. You need people. You need partners. You need Jordan. <laughs> Jordan and partners. Right. Uh, but when it comes to Victor, a lot of pressure was put on Victor to show up the same way that before he got hurt. 
to be honest with you people, that was very unrealistic. Even when he did come back and play, he was not going to be anywhere close to where he was before he got hurt this season. Nobody comes back from that injury or injury of that magnitude in a half a year. You might come back to playing ball, but you're not back to yourself. Right. At least a year, at least a full season, a full season and an offseason, then you come back to yourself. You won't see the victory y'all saw until next year. But the problem is, is he going to stay? Now you're not going to see him. Yeah, now you're not going to see him. You know what I mean? Because he's at the end of his his four-year contract. You know what I mean? So you have to trade him, but, you know, is he going to still be here? So I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you, Damon. I just think that, you know, the ownership, yes, and the management definitely has to do something to continuously, uh, you know, not continuously, to try to keep um, key players year after year. Well, but I also see. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, go ahead. I also I also see a problem in some some of the things that Victor Oladipo has done, and and not just him, and some of the other players as well. You know, but everybody's down on Miles. Miles showed up in the playoffs. Miles did what he should have. You know, so get off Miles' bandwagon to get him out because that's a key player that you need to keep. Yeah, I'm all for Miles. I mean. I don't know, and I tell people this all the time. We talk about the Pacers here, there, and everywhere. You know, what y'all expected Miles Turner to be Anthony Davis. That's not what he was. That's not what he is. That's not what he's ever going to be. He is doing exactly what they drafted him to do. He plays defense, and he gets rebounds. He is in the top, what, the top 10 of top ten of rebound, uh, top 10 of block shots, and he's just outside the top 10 of rebounds. And he's very good at the office of offensive rebounds. He has a decent enough shot where the rotation works well. So, and and the big problem that I don't understand is um, Sabonis has a key factor in this whole situation. If Sabonis is in the bubble playing, I'm not saying they beat Miami. But they don't get swept. They don't get swept, and they don't get swept looking bad. You know, what I mean, that's that's the one thing I say. You gotta you gotta look at the the factor of uh, Sabonis not being there because he would have taken the whole focus of uh, Bam Adebayo. He would have had to because Sabonis is going to score in the block. You know, what I mean, so that allowed the the jump shot shooting centers Olenek and um, Turner to do to do their thing. And Turner gets that battle because he's a better defensive player. You know what I mean? And you have to look at the fact that Jeremy Lamb is not playing either. You know what I mean? That's another defender on the wing and another guy who can make shots to help out T.J. Warren when uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, puts to serves him up that good that good defense. You know what I'm saying? So those are all things that you got to pay attention to. But I look at um, – so I look at those things as overlooked. You know what I mean? And you got to look at the Nate McMillan uh, angle as well. You know, I was a little upset at first because you just gave him an extension a couple weeks before until I sit there and looked at how the extension was done. And then I looked uh, then I looked at the numbers and how the wording was. So it really wasn't much of an extension. It was uh, 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 hearing a little bit of money because we know we can ready get rid of you type of deal. You know, I mean, that was a, a a year extension with an option. So the year extension was an option. <laughs> so they could they could cut that option at any time is what they did. So you look at that, you know, Nick McMillan, with all the injuries, with all the setbacks that they had during the season, they still were in the fourth spot uh, shutting down before the COVID crisis with the opportunity playing good basketball, mind you, with the opportunity to get in the third spot, which you would have avoided Miami altogether. Mm-hmm. But the COVID kind of was a disadvantage for the Pacers as it was an advantage for other teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to look at that. But then you have to really focus on the firing of Nate McMillan. I was a little upset, but it's justified. I think it's absolutely justified. 
You know what I mean? You haven't reached, you haven't gotten out of the second round, or you haven't reached the second round since 2013, 2014, when you played in the Eastern Conference Finals. You've been swept the last two years in the first round. I mean, so you've been to the playoffs and you haven't won a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're you were three and sixteen with the Pacers in playoff games. Granted, you got to win the season, win the record during the regular season, but the regular season don't win championships. The postseason does. So you're three and sixteen in postseason play, and then your overall career in the playoffs is sixteen wins and thirty-two losses, thirty-six losses. So. <laughs> the, justified. The numbers, the numbers justified. are justified. I mean, I was questioning. It was a questionable thing to bring him in to begin with, because he had the same, st- in my opinion, he had the same style of coaching as Vogel did. So why are you going to get rid of Vogel and all that? I mean, he with him a chip. Well, what I'm saying now is, you're looking at McMillan. Was that a good? Was that really the good choice to go with? Um, At that particular time, for as long yeah. as he did, then I mean, I don't, I mean, but here's the thing he wasn't doing anything to get the job, he wasn't doing anything to secure the job, and he wasn't doing anything to lose the job, except not win in the playoffs, <laughs> except not winning the playoffs. You know, what I mean, that gives you a little bit of rope when you continue to win. You know, regular season, you continue not to do <coughs> seventh and eighth. You know, you say you finish, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth in those areas where you're, you know, a good run and you might make the conference finals. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's an opportunity there. But under that, under that is under that McMillan, they haven't been really successful in the time that you need. And you've had players, you've had teams. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's, it's basically you need two coaches. You need a regular season coach, and you need a playoff coach. Well, speaking of who the Pacers need as coach, who does the one think that they really should go for? I really don't agree with Dan Dawkins and Reggie Miller being anywhere on that list. No, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Um, I'd like for them to stay away from Jawan. <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave him, leave him where he's at. Let him do his thing there, or at least till his son leaves. Uh, so <laughs> leave that alone. At all right? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, I like the trying to woo Van Gundy out idea. I don't like the Dan Tony idea because he's just going to bring that same nine-winning small ball mindset in the NBA that has proven not to win. We're getting ready to find out tonight. <laughs> From Milwaukee. How fast they told you it's gonna be on the on the block <laughs> with the uh um with the game seven with uh, Houston and Ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. OKC. so uh Houston okay see so uh that's gonna be really good to see that but um I, I like I like the Mark Jackson man. That's who I'm leaning towards, man. I, I, do I like the Mark Jackson. Oh my! The ass just made her. Did you just see that, folks? I saw it. I saw wow. it. Wow! The ass just made her first appearance on the show. Well, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have had her hand dropping the shot glass off. Uh, but Mark Jackson, I don't, I don't, I don't see why they didn't go after him to begin with um, three years ago. I think he was ago. still, I think he was still hot. I think he was still hot about the the Golden State shebang. Yeah, it's true. You know I, mean? Man, I think Man. he's the best fit for the Indiana Pacers to to right now to go back I, to yeah. roots. Also, I, I I do really like that Van Gundy, and to be honest with you, it wouldn't it wouldn't mind me either one, Stan or or Jet. I like I like both of those ideas. Um, I was really thinking. Let's just get Larry Brown. And Ty Lue and Ty Lue wouldn't be a bad choice either. But um, Let's get Larry Brown. But I, but I do think 
that Mark Jackson at some point is going to end up in New York. Again? What do you mean again? Why do I? Never mind. I, I mean, don't know why was, I thought. I don't know why I thought he was coaching. Player. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know why I thought he was coaching. I knew he played for him. I don't know why I had the mindset that he coached there at one time. Now his one gig was uh, Golden State. Um, yeah, Golden State. So, man, that's what I feel. But I, I think that that's what I would like to see. But you obviously know they're going to hire somebody retarded. Dan yeah, I said, I said the R word. Fight me. If Dockage was offered the position, do you think he'd take it? Hey, if Dockage was offered a position, I would never cheer for the Pacers in any capacity <laughs> as long as I live. And I follow him on Twitter. There you have it. There you have it. You got so, anything else on the page? Uh, the last thing to finish up with the Pacer talk. Um, what they need, what they're gonna do. You know, you got the draft, they already had the lottery draft and the draft coming up. So the Pacers, what they have, they still have Victor under contract, they still have Brogdon under contract, they have Turner under contract, they have Warren under contract, they have Lamb, McDermott, Bustabonis under all under contract. And then you picked up your options for Aaron Holiday, Sumner, and TJ Lee. So you don't have a lot of wiggle room. So who are you going to move out in the free agency to bring somebody in? Because you're not going to be able to do it in a draft. You gave away your first-round pick in that sign-and-trade deal with Brogdon and the Bucks. You know what I mean? So you got a second-round pick. So, mm, I mean, is there a gem in this draft higher than the second round? I seriously doubt it. So now you have to go to that problem we talked about, upper management. You're going to have to get free agents here. Money, How are you going to do that money, if money. your stars want to leave? Yeah. Well, at least you're opening up salary cap. Maybe that's the way they're going. Trust the system, I mean, right? Trust the system. <laughs> uh, no. My one thought is to think about it is going to finish all this ah. off. So that was the last I had. All right. For, well, uh, Pacers. I'm good on the Pacers, so let's let let's fire right up with the one thought. <laughs> He's in love with himself. Are his Fishers uh, used imports? Wow. <sighs> All right. So yeah, that was bro discussion. What's the one thought? That's what I'm saying. I want you to go first. What's the one? Uh, thought? You want the one thought? Well, the, the one, one thought. The one thought is kind of makes you wonder why Larry just abruptly just said, you know what? I'm done with the organization. Holler. Makes you wonder. Does make you wonder, but he's in the limelight right now for something totally different. Bro, that is a completely fake post. Was it? And yes, you know okay. my blood owl wife went and found every single <laughs> thing about it. You know damn well Larry didn't say none of that shit. Well, he was Larry was place too. Hey, Larry was cool in the neighborhood, bro. <laughs> no, I'm saying Larry would put these media people in his place then. Oh yeah, Larry ain't man. Larry got a bottle of Jack. He sit back and said, "Look at him." <laughs> So that is the one thought from the one out of the one shenary. Sounded good. Straight from the ass tonight, this week. You know, I keep hearing that sports are going to happen. Then they're not going to happen. Then we hear about Notre Dame, you know, going to uh, only so many allowed in the stadium. More than likely, it's just going to be students, people on campus. There is only in my life, there was only like two times that I missed back-to-back -back years of going to a Notre Dame game, and this is it right here. So I'm not a student. I can't, I can't pass as a little college kid anymore. 
But, uh, yeah, I know. I'd rather go down to Cincinnati to see the Reds beat the Cubs' ass any day. <laughs> That's Sorry, straight John. In the ass. Sorry, John. I'm gonna well, have that to was go directed. That was head. directed directly at him, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. I can't. I can't ride with your Cubs, bro. They nope. suck. Yes, they do. Not that Cincinnati, you know, is like killing it, but no. the Cubs suck. Yeah, nobody likes the Cubs. Nobody smart, at least, likes the Cubs. <laughs> but he's smart enough to like us. That's true, because that guy's the one. This guy's the ass. He is. Together we are Black and White Sports, powered by First Financial Bank. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard, the Cubs fan, you call that man for any banking need and accessory, whether it's a mortgage loan, business loan, checking account, what? Banking what the accessory. hell is the banking accessory? That, that could, a little folder that your damn checkbook goes in. There you go. That's an accessory. An accessory is an app. An accessory is I don't know any type of banking thought that that stuff. Shut up, David. You get with John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank three one seven four one seven eight five eight two. That's three one seven. 417-8582. And when you get your, hold on, don't time me out second. When you get your mortgage loan from John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank, you call our man, our rock star realtor, Mr. Sean Nugent, over at Talk to Tucker. If you're talking about buying that new home, if you want to sell that new home, you talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Damon is taking the biggest timeout known to man. The full, full timeout? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. That's a 30. Hey, next week when we do our John Wayne Financial Bank promotional commercial, I'm saying we should, a, we, should have, we should have a bee, like a bee buzzing through the screen. Bzzz. No, no bee, no bee, no bee. Okay, Maybe. no bee. If it was bee winning, time in. Yeah, time in. Hey, time in. <laughs> Damon, as always, sir, it's been fun. It's been a great time. I love seeing you. And I'm trying to get her to hear that we're about to give way to what we let them do all the time. And she's going to miss it. And there's no pew, 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 pew. Don't no know pew, where the pew, pew, pew girl is. No pew, pew, no pew, no pew, pew girl. Uh, I'm Hold on. Hello, pew, pew, pew girl. I don't know. I'm really trying to get her attention. So that's why we need an audio tape. Right. As always, Damon, what do we do? Man, we try to keep Indy as sporty as we can, Pimpin'. I'll hold it for her. Pew, pew! Peace!